Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, One Scared Hug at a Time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we'll be talking about Minute 194, which starts with Theoden's face as he turns to look at the door being barricaded and ends with a battering ram hitting said door. Mm -hmm. Smashing through almost. They're breaking in. They are. They're here. They've come. The keep has fallen. Uh, it's over. Ah, uh, sad. Theoden is sad. Sad. Theoden is very sad. You said this keep would never fell, fall while your men defended it. They're still defending it. They have died <laughs> defending it. Good point. That's a good line. I like that line. Yeah, it is a good line. It's delivered well. Yes, it's got some punch to it. The whole time this is going on, Gambling is standing there, silently in thought. He's just processing everything happening around him. Mm-hmm. It's just... Hmm. We get some more intercut with the women and children in the glittering caves responding to the noise outside. It's growing ever closer. Yeah. Someone screams they're breaking in, and then that that's when the panic starts. Yeah. All it takes is one person giving in to their fear, and it sets off a chain reaction. That woman hugging Eowyn... Uh, that's the mom from way before in the movie, right? I think so. Of the two kids? I think so, yeah. Eowyn does not look... I don't, I don't know. Like, what do you think her expression is? Because it's difficult to parse. Mm. <laughs> She's, like, not about this hug. She is... I think she's in shock, maybe? She's, like, scared? Yeah, she looks afraid. She looks like maybe this... This moment isn't what she thought it would be. Yeah, because she had been, like, chomping at the bit to, like, you know, kick some ass, take some names, like, defend people. And now that the time might come, I think she's a little... She's freezing up a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's about it. I think that's, that's what's going on there. She's... It's like a weird angle and, I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, strange. Like... Well, she's about she's being confronted now by the the deaths of all these people around her, right? Potentially, and I think that that's what as what gets under her skin about this moment and causes her to look so scared. Mm. She's not necessarily worried about her own death, but she is worried about the death of everyone else because it's not as though by herself she can do anything about this, right? Because if they're banging on the door to the keep, she must be thinking about how many. People outside are dead. Right. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Like, if they're breaking in, is my uncle dead? Like, are they all dead? Is Aragorn dead? Yeah, you know, whatever. Because they love you. (sighs) We've been over this already. Yeah, so she's just, she just must have the fear of having no idea what's going on outside. Right. Just all dumped on her all at once when she starts to hear that battering ram. And someone shouts, they're breaking in. Mm. So she has no idea. And she's not about to run upstairs and see. Right. 
So there's just nothing she can do. She has to wait this out and see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then Aragorn starts asking if there's another way out. Yeah. He's being practical because Theoden has frozen. Yeah, Theoden's already given up. Yeah. And Gambling, a little Jeopardy song playing through his brain, <laughs> just staring off for a little while. And Aragorn asks the question again. There is one way. It leads into the mountains. But they'll never make it. The Uruks, they're too many. Right. Well, I think he is despondent because his king is has yeah, given up hope. He seems hesitant to proffer information that Theoden doesn't ask him to. That his king isn't ordering him to do. Right. So he's hesitant to do that. Maybe he feels like doing so is disobeying an order. Or disobeying the king. But when your king has given up hope for your people, I feel like... Right, like it's your job as a knight, ostensibly, that's basically what he is, to protect the people in the stead of the king. Right. You've sworn to protect Rohan. A a kingdom is its people, not the land it sits on. Thanks, Thor. (laughs) So Gambling offers up this information and Aragorn gives Gambling an order. Go tell them to start evacuating. Right. Give them a chance, like. Yeah, you know, it, 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 at least it's hope. Right. If we all die here, at least some people will get away. Yeah, or they'll at least have hope in their last moments that there's a chance for them to survive instead of sitting in a cave and waiting to die. Right, right. Like fish in a barrel. Yeah. So it, it's something. Aragorn wants to at least give them something. And then one of my favorite Theoden lines is right at the end of this minute. Mm-hmm. What can men do against such reckless hate? Because there, there's, there's no order to what is happening anymore. Yeah. The the Urukai are just here to slaughter. There's no method to this. They're just here to destroy. I think this line works so well because it it works in context, but out of context as well. Like with all of the everything that's happening in the news lately, mm-hmm. like. What can we do against such reckless hate? Yeah, it's it's a real heavy line to I just l- pull out and apply to things. Mm-hmm. The uh, the adjective, like the use of reckless to describe the hate is, I think, what makes this line because... Right, because other words that you would use to describe hate in a similar tone don't necessarily land the same way. Like you could call hate savage but that's not quite the same as calling it reckless yeah like savage means brutal or unrefined but reckless means without there, there's no care for your collateral damage for anything else you do right there it's beyond destructive it's self-destructive right and we see that with the bomb like there's how many urukais were killed by that right and the ladders falling over and just the battering ram going up the ramp. They don't care how many of them die as long as they kill Rohan. Right. As long as they destroy what they've sought to destroy, they don't care what they lose. And I like that Aragorn's, um, like, he, he's embodying his, his like, elvish name right mm-hmm. now, which, it's Estelle, right? Which yeah. is elvish for, for hope. hope. Yeah. And I like that his job right now is to embody that and 
like, just for somebody, like anybody. Like, and he has hope that they still have something left to do against this, but, and I think he's trying, like, he's trying so hard because he knows Theoden has, like, is is wavering already. Yeah. And, I mean, the last thing Gandalf told him was, you know, you stick by that king. Do not let do not let Rohan fall. Right. I'll be back. Just gotta last the night. Yeah. Just gotta last this night. And then your good buddy Gandalf's gonna sweep in and save the day. Like he always do. Mm-hmm. Because that's what wizard that that's what wizards do, apparently. Or that's what this wizard does. <laughs> Just when you think everything is, is going to hell, here comes Gandalf. That's his role in the greater narrative. Right. Not and not just in the not just in Lord of the Rings, like in the Hobbit too. Like that's his purpose. Right. With the uh trolls. With the trolls and the and the eagles. The battle. Yeah. And then, you know, in Fellowship of the Ring, he's there to save everyone from the Balrog. Mm-hmm. In Two Towers, he shows up to save everyone from save everyone in Helm's Deep. In Fellowship of the Ring, he shows up to save Faramir. In Return of the King. In re- yeah, in Return of the King, he shows up to save Faramir. Like Gandalf's whole thing is swooping in at the last possible moment and saving you. What a dramatic bitch. Right? <laughs> do something from the beginning, Gandalf. No, I gotta I gotta do some stuff. Bye. I'm gonna be gone for 17 years, but I'll be back. <laughs> It'd be okay. Did you miss me? I'm gonna die, but I'll be Keep back. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Yeah, man. That, that's Gandalf's bag. It's just, I got fireworks. I saved the day at the last possible moment. What do you want from me? I got a big pointy hat. Then I don't have a big pointy hat anymore. I got a pipe. He loses the big pointy hat. Where's his big white pointy hat? He's got his big gray pointy hat. Well, he got a skin upgrade. It's because Galadriel didn't have a hat. <laughs> Galadriel just doesn't have a hat for him to wear. She probably only had like one of those little fascinator hats, the tiny ones with like the netting. And he's like, mm. Or one of those big floppy round top hats that's just like the little tiny top and the giant brim. And he's just like, mm, that's not really my speed. <laughs> what, like a floppy beach hat? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a big straw white hat. This is what I wear for sunbathing. It's just wider than Gandalf's shoulders. <laughs> little sunglasses. That's amazing. Just Galadriel lounging on the beach. Going to the Grey Havens on vacation. <laughs> Gonna take a vacay. A vacay? Oh my god. She's off on holiday. <laughs> Kirdan's just like, what are you doing? This is the only safe beach in Middle Earth. <laughs> She's got like the old timey swimsuit. Oh yeah, the one piece. <laughs> the little sun, the little horn rim sunglasses, the big floppy hat. She brings her own little striped changing tent. Yeah, just sets it up. <laughs> I am a pro everything about this. She's got like a little scarf and a parasol. Good. Ah, oh, this is like, yes, good. So she can like tie her hair back and walk around the beach with a parasol instead of the big <laughs> floppy hat. Oh my gosh. And she's like, where does Gladriel end and Cape Blanchett begin? I don't know. Yeah, also throughout this scene, Legolas is just doing his best to help the barricade builders Oh my god, in the back. I love him just casually, like, tipping over the table, like, just spilling all the dishes. Yeah, he's just like, oh, well, we, we can use this. <laughs> we need this. 
You gotta think that there was like there's someone in the room that was just that was unnecessary. Right? It's like, oh man, I was gonna eat that later. You know, if we survive this, one of us has to clean that up. It's not gonna be Legolas. Right? It's just a serving man, he's not even in armor, he doesn't have a sword, he's just off in the corner. He's just come on. I know there must have been like a uh, caretaker or something like. Well, in in antiquity, this I I believe this was the seat of the or the old kings of Rohan. This is where they ruled out of. Whoa, that's hardcore. So this was the the keep for a while. Oh, dude, I just remembered Gimli hasn't blown the horn yet. And no, I, that's coming. That's next week, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Do do do. Just starts uh. Starts playing a saxophone solo. <laughs> do, 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 no. Do. Why? <laughs> Why not? Or Careless Whisper. Starts playing the, the opening notes of Careless Whisper. <laughs> Just come out of the horn bird. <laughs> I'm sure somebody has made that. Oh, yeah. Video. No, yeah. They absolutely have. Uh, Thane and Aragorn just look at each other. <laughs> Like, all the audio stays the same, and then Gimli just goes, boop, and then it's like, yeah, exactly. And then everything else is the same around it. There's the the, the reaction shots of all the Urukai, yes. everything, the same. We got way, we got ahead of ourselves there, but I don't think there's really much else to talk about in this minute. No, the, we, uh, uh, we're getting closer the and closer. The resolution to this scene is tomorrow. Yeah. We're getting closer and closer to me. Uh, to the end. To me, finally having something to say about a real silly moment that I just... Oh, yeah. I know. You've been waiting so long. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it. It's, it's getting close. <laughs> it's one of the transitions in the in the whole trilogy that I just go, what? <laughs> well, we're from the website DuelingGenre.com. Check us out there. Check out our Facebook listener group, The Fellowship of the Mike, M-I-C. Uh, and if you haven't left us a review on Apple Podcasts or the Podcatcher app of your choice, I humbly ask that you do so. Maybe even a five-star review if you're feeling mighty generous. Uh, That'd be mighty fine of you. Right? <laughs> and we'll be back tomorrow uh, to finish out the week. Bye! Bye.